Hello and welcome to the What's On at Cineworld podcast. I am Luke Owen. I'm Dan Layton. Hey Dan. Hi, how are you? I'm very, very well. How are you? Still knocking about. Yeah. You haven't got rid of me yet. Yeah, you've been introducing yourself now as like the substitute teacher yeah. of, of the group. Because... What you don't know is that I'm here to surreptitiously just like take over. Oh. I am the sim, is it symbiote? The symbiote, yeah. yeah. I'm that. Really? Yeah. Is that what you're planning on doing now? No, it's still a lot of effort. I'll just be here. <laughs> I'll just be sat in, the, in a sleeping bag in the corner until you need me. And yeah. then I'll just like, you know. It's a bit like the um, uh, the Batman trailer. Yeah. Which is like, it's not a signal. No, it? it's a warning. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like the Batman trailer. <laughs> I am the Batman. <laughs> That's my dream come true. Yeah, we just go out of the office and be like, well, we need a, a substitute teacher for this week to fill in, fire up the Dan signal. Yeah, if you, it's just a big light with like a, the silhouette of the Spice Girls that are just like, <laughs> shot into the sky. Who's your favourite Spice Girl? Posh Spice. Really? Oh, yeah. That's, that's no one's answer. Well, that's Apart foolish from... <laughs> of them. Oh, no. Ginger Spice. Spi- Ginger Spice is the No, well, well, they're all great. Ob- like, it's like obvious. asking what's your favourite sweet. But, Posh Spice, I had a cardboard cutout of Posh Spice. Did you really? Mm-hmm. What, Life Size? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, what, uh, it was 1997. Wow. It was her Brit Awards performance. Yeah? Yeah, big fan. Quick, I'm just going. I've got my laptop here, so the Brit Awards. You know when Jerry had the Union flag oh, dress. I mean that's that's the one that I remember. I'll be honest with you, because yeah. you know, 1997, I'm a 12 year old kid. Right, I was seven. So mine yeah. was more like, isn't she wonderful rather than isn't she fit? Oh, Even though she like, was both. Yeah, uh, well, of course, yes. Is both in many ways. And incredibly talented, a yeah. lot of them. Let's let's put over that. Oh yeah. I, mean, I don't want to sound like because I've just suddenly realised now. I've just heard that back in my head yeah. how that conversation came out. Made me look very bad. <laughs> well, yeah, because you were dismissing Pop Spice. <laughs> I also was, was and am a massive Manchester United fan. Mm. And my favourite player is David Beckham. Of course. So when Posh and David joined, it was almost like the universe was like giving me a tacit acceptance of, yes, Dan, we're here yeah. for you. That's the outfit. That is the outfit. That is anyone at home, Google Brit Awards Spice Girls 1997 and see their onstage performance. It's a sort of mini skirt with a bikini top. Uh, f- high fashion. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you are not aware of uh, who Posh Spice is, she's the one on the, the far right. If you're not aware of who Posh Spice is, there are some real questions that you need to ask yourself, of which Googling Brit Awards Spice Girls 1997 is not going to solve. Well, yeah, but there also could be that some of the people listening to this podcast are not in their 30s. I don't understand. Like you and I. And Young people don't know who the Spice Girls are. Do you think that they might do? I'd be devastated to find that they didn't. <laughs> They'd be like, who are the... I mean, they may have heard of the Spice Girls, but like, oh, that's like an ancient... It'd be like us being like, you ever heard of Elvis Presley? <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel very passionately, and I've spoken about this at length in the past, about Spice World the movie Great being film. a genuine cinematic classic. I think it is a brilliant film unironically mm-hmm. and I'm pushing one day to host a special <gasps> screening of it yeah. at Cineworld I have I have I have said this privately it, publicly I have said it in a one-to-one meeting when I've been chatting with Cineworld and now I'm saying it on the podcast it's going to happen at some point yeah. I'm going to make it happen at some point do you reckon we could get the Spice Girls there as well don't even push me on that <laughs> genuinely I just thought about that and then I was like oh my god if I'm, I've never met a Spice Girl no I would probably die yeah yeah I would at the very least vomit in, in order, who's the one you'd feel the most unvomity to meet? Like, obviously, like, if, um, if like, Posh Spice is the one you would be the most nervous I to I would meet. say probably, um, probably Baby Spice, because she seems the most approachable. Yeah, lovely, wholesome. Yes, kind, she'll give me a little cuddle, she'll tell me everything's going to be okay. That actually might be what makes me vomit, because I'll be nervous. Um, then probably Mel C, Sporty Spice. Yeah. Scouser, so you should always get. And I'm from Warrington, so we've got something, you know. Yeah. We're uh, geographically close. Yeah. Um, then I'd say Jerry, 
then Mel B. Mm-hmm. And if I met Victoria, there's just a lot going on there's there. There's so much going on yeah. there. Yeah. Did you go see the musical? I did not go and see the musical, no. Viva Forever. Yeah, no, an ex girlfriend of mine went to go see it. No. Is that why? <laughs> she was there like opening night. Like, oh, she was, wow. Like, very excited. That's to, great. To see, I. Yeah. I did see them on tour. I saw the return of the Spice Girls. How was how was it? Oh, well, this was in two thousand seven. Mm. This was one of the best nights of my life. It was yeah. incredible. Was it the O two? All five. All five. I didn't go to the new tour because for me, I would have missed my fave. Uh, oh, she's not on it. No, Victoria didn't go because she was like, I'm sort of doing my fashion thing over here now. But yeah, you guys, she... and I was thrilled that they were like, sure, and we'll continue to do our thing because that means that you know, they're still. Still pa- and they sold out Wembley Stadium. It's the Spice Girls. Of course, of this is why I refuse to believe that the younger listeners will not vibe with the Spice well, Girls. Well, it's sold out because there's people like you and I in our 30s. <laughs> like, yes, I will make sure they sell the out. The 90s were better. <laughs> they were just better than the, than the mid-2000s. everything we're in. <laughs> just get over it. Yeah. It was better. I'm going to go watch reboots. You know what else came TV. out in 1997? Batman and Robin. It, uh, yeah, which we get to talk about in this episode mm-hmm. because, much like you, unironically, I think it is big a big fan. I am a big fan of it. Mr. Freeze? It's, 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 he just does ice puns. Yeah, and um, uh, Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, it was sort of, she's a drag queen, sort of my oh, initial introduction to that. Chewing all yeah. scenery. It's amazing. Like, the sets are massive, and yeah. she's making sure they're smaller and smaller because she's eating all the scenery. Yeah. And like, she even has a line in that movie where she's like, every Poison Ivy doll action figure comes complete with him. Oh, yes. Irony of that is that uh, it didn't. No. It didn't. They were sold separately. Oh, wow. Fascinating. But do you know what? Like, okay, we'll go to a couple of your uh, comments here. Only because I wanted to read this one out in particular. Uh-oh. So, Jay uh, Lees writes, This is where I normally would say, Where's Laurie? <laughs> but this Jay Dan Dan Layton is as good as three people in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I pay a lot of expensive therapists to deal with that issue. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's not true. <laughs> I don't pay any therapists. I just let it happen. Um <laughs> No, that's true. I, I, I have commonly been uh, accused of being wearing multiple hats. Yeah. And I take pride in it. I think, I think, I think, what was the, what was the commenter's name? Uh, Jay Lease. Jay Lease has it nail on the head. I take that as a high compliment. As do I. I was very yeah. excited to see that people were thrilled to have you on the show as well. Yeah. A great cinema, uh, Cinemania contestant that you are as well. <laughs> You're, I'd, say, I'd say the all-time great. Which is, it sh- as I've consistently come third should be a message to all of our listeners to aim lower. Yeah. You know, just... Some people, like, okay, so, I mean, Ollie's won it, like, twice. Right. And, and he and always really wants to win. Yeah, and look how that's gone to his head. Yeah. It's like, did you see his performance on the last one? We there came last. Yeah. Was I, that was one I was there for. You were. Yeah, there. I was. He was fuming. He was so upset. I thought he would bail. <laughs> There's always a bit, but I'm never sure how much of it is like playing up for the camera. Yeah. And yeah. how much of it is genuine <laughs> noise that he hasn't won. That's it, I know. Because I will say also, trying to come third is really interesting as a game. Mm. Because you can then be like, you're almost playing your own internal game. Like you have the game of the show and trying to win. But if you know, oh, I'm unlikely now to win this because Sophie somehow is the font of all knowledge. She's very, very How am I ever going to beat this person? Then you can start being like, right, well, which do I get wrong? Mm. And then you're fighting within yourself of, do I actually want to come third or do I want to get the answer right? Which is yeah. the more important. And also it's because it's, it's just silly nonsense. Exactly. It's hard to actually 
come, I get the right answer or try and get the answer wrong. Yeah, no, it's it that, and that's it's not silly nonsense. I'm going to fight you on that. It's actually a very important game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, it, it's seen me through the past year. I've been so grateful. Well, uh, I'm grateful for you for coming in once again. I'm grateful uh, and, to be and, here. And I love coming here. This is so much fun. You it's guys are brilliant. Fun. It's great. It's, it's fun to do this show. Yes. It's yes. fun to do this show. just chat about movies and, and celebrate what's coming out and what people are going to get. The art of going to the pictures, which is just my favourite thing in the world. I can't be evangelical enough about this. Well, let's get into the main show itself. We're talking about DC fandom for quite a little bit, and then we'll talk about what's coming up uh, our being released in this week at New World Cinemas. Here is the show. if I may, mm -hmm. to begin this week's episode. Please do. By saying, I've done one online, yeah. I've done one in this chair, uh -huh. and I've done one in this chair. That's... I have completed you the Infinity have. Gauntlet of what's on. You've actually done more than I have. Well, there you go. Because I've never done an episode from that chair. Yeah, it really does feel different. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ollie and I, we have done many shows together. Yeah. We've become a bit of an Anton Deck duo across <laughs> various different and you channels. you specifically have to sit. We do. Gotcha. Yeah, we are yeah. always Ollie and Luke, mm -hmm. and he sits on that side, yeah. and I sit on this side. Do you have a specific chair in the cinema? Because I do. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always go to, an, I'm an aisle seat man. Uh -huh. So I can make quick, hasty exits if I need the loo or uh, yeah. whatnot. You and me. Yeah, We're yeah. in this together. Oh, uh, yeah. So if we ever go to the movies together, you'll sit in one aisle and I'll sit in the other. <laughs> yeah. And like, lean over. That was a good bit, wasn't it? <laughs> I am quite happy to sit in the next chair over because my uh -huh. wife will sit in like, right. the, my wife sits in the actual aisle seat and I will sit in the chair next to her. So That's I'm, very quite, big of you. I'm quite comfy yeah. being You in, can in, make it happen. <laughs> I can. Yeah. If I'm on my own, though, I'm, I'm right aisle all the way. Are you are you front, middle, back? Uh, towards the back. Towards not, the back. Yeah, don't want to go right at the back, mm. uh, but I will be sort of like maybe two, three. I will the extol back. the virtues of row F until the end of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except in the IMAX, because then you're row K to N. Yes. Those are my views. So DC fandom uh, <laughs> this past weekend. You uh, got to watch it with some fancy biscuits. Mm -hmm. I was sent some lovely biscuits um, and I ate all of them. <laughs> and it was a fantastic time for me. So, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about the, the trailers yeah. and the footage. What was the best biscuits? The best biscuit. Do you know, I, I did eat them in an order. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, we're now going to talk about the flash, like, mm, brilliant, my flash biscuit. No, but I saved Batman till the end. <laughs> I started with the Suicide Squad and I went through them bit by bit and I finally was left with my Batman biscuit and I was like, now is the time. <laughs> and then bad. fandom started. I'd eaten them all before it even began. <laughs> so what was the best biscuit? Best biscuit was ultimately Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. What was in it? Just, a, they were all the same biscuit. Oh, <laughs> okay. I thought they might have been like different no, flavors. They were all lovely, lovely little like sort of vanilla shortbread with icing on top with various logos. Yeah. Um, and all of them tasted exactly the same, but Batman was the best biscuit. Well, thankfully all of the footage we got was very different. Very different. How's that for a segue Incredible by Incredible work. This is why you're sat in that chair. Exactly. You yeah. couldn't tell that I've been off for four weeks. <laughs> like riding a bike. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could never know you were God. 
Um, I particularly enjoyed, um, like, you know, we've got some behind the scenes footage of Aquaman 2, mm -hmm. James Wan talking about, you know, it is the biggest DC movie that had ever been released, the, the original that is, mm -hmm. and we've been waiting a long time for the sequel, so I'm kind of excited for that one. But for me, the, the two behind the scenes stuff I really got into was Shazam, mm -hmm. Fury of the Gods, because I loved the first Shazam movie. Featuring my best, best friend, Rachel Zegler. Oh, yeah? She followed me on Twitter. Does she really? Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> she follows a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> HBO follow me on Twitter now. Really? I mean, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not followed by well, either of them. HBO UK. Yeah, oh, okay. So not quite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm followed by someone who had a bit part in 24. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah, she was like the nerdy tech girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she follows me on Love Twitter. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Love that. I don't dude. think she's ever tweeted, but... Is she, she in uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods? I don't think she is, That's no. a shame. Because you know... Everyone is at this point. <laughs> Helen Mirren is yeah. there. Matt, when Helen Mirren shows up in that thing, yeah. every time I forget that Helen Mirren is in the new Shazam yeah. movie. And she looks great. Doesn't she just? There's a bit in the in the behind the scenes. Where she, have you seen the behind the scenes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. She grabs a pole and I'm like, you're a god. Also, <laughs> you're an acting god as well. Oh, I like, yeah. like, she can do anything. Yeah. And I'm in. Uh, and I very much enjoyed the, I mean, I, I, mean, I love The Rock, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And like Black Adam... Black Adam, by the way, uh -huh. has been in development in Warner Brothers and DC with The Rock since 2007. What? That was when, like, the with the Rock. Yeah, that was when the like they first approached The Rock to star as Black Adam. Oh Originally, gosh. he was approached to like play Shazam, and like as, as like Captain Marvel. Yeah. And then they were like, no, well, he was like, actually, I really like this Black Adam yeah. character, so I'm gonna, I'd like to play him instead. So he's been like. And that's why, like, he, he, they have this really this massively awkward green screen thing that they cut to. Yeah. It's so cheesy, but kind of wonderful at the same time. It's the Rocky pulls it off. Yeah, it really, anyone else. Yeah. It would have been, I, I, a lot of them tried. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long show. <laughs> so if it was him or Helen Mirren, yeah. it would have worked. Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. If you'd have put David F. Sandberg in there, it would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zachary Levy, I love him and all They're that. They're doing but... all their best, but no. No, it wouldn't have worked. But, like, he is, he said, this is a passion project for me. And, and it yeah, really it really is. Because that's pre-Iron Man. So obviously that's Marvel. I'm not that foolish. But <laughs> what I mean is the, the idea of an extended universe in cinema was milk in the, milk in the postman's eye. <laughs> what do I mean? A twinkle in the postman's eye. Or the milkman's eye. A twinkle? Eye. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, a twinkle. But did you yeah. say a drinkle? I said, no, maybe I did. I don't know. I was a bit stressed in that moment, just trying to figure out what I wanted to say. You yeah. knew. You could, you could pass it from what I'd said. A milkman in the postman's eye. A milkman in the postman's eye. And uh, so, yeah, there, were, there was no such thing really established as an extended universe. There were sequels. There were bits and bobs. But the idea of seeing lots of people in one is sort of new at that point. Yeah. So what did it look like in 2007 versus what we're getting now? That's fascinating. It is. And like the clip that they showed was pretty great. It was mm. basically like The Rock woke up one day in 2007 yeah. and was like, I'd really like to play Superman, yeah. but they'll never cast me as Superman. What is the, what's my, aha, yeah. Black Adam. I'll be Black Adam and now I get to be Superman. Because they were all like Superman shots. Yeah, they were. You know, like him floating into the air, the bullets bouncing off and oh. stuff, catching a bullet in midair. It's all like Superman stuff, with the exception of him turning that one lad into a skeleton dust. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit cruel. I can't see Superman doing that. In, in a Zack Snyder movie, I can. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's very true. I tell you what I did love. I love that it began with sort of like 
hands rubbing over dusty runes mm. and a sort of crown coming from the ceiling. Because I don't know, I'm not a comic person. I would love to be a comic person, but there are just so many that I find it overwhelming. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I don't know too much about this world and this character or anything like that. So this is very much my first look at Black Adam and what Black Adam is. And it ticks every single one of my boxes. Yeah. It's 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 runes, it's slightly medieval, there's law going on, there's a crown made of iron. I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. If you are making a movie and you're like, we really need to get Dan Layton on board Just with this. Chuck a chuck a crown on my head. Chuck, chuck, a, chuck a few runes in there. Anything. Yeah. yeah. No, maybe, maybe, maybe set it in Stonehenge and I'll be your boy. <laughs> but do it in summer because then it's slightly warmer. So yeah, I, I loved all the footage we saw from Shazam, yeah. Fury of the Gods, because I, I, as I said, I loved the first Shazam movie. Yeah. It actually took me by surprise how much I enjoyed it, because mm. I, I was quite on board for the concept anyway, you know, little kid, become, it's big, but as a superhero movie. Yes. Thumbs up uh, all over for that. But I wasn't expecting like that level of heart mm. to you, it. I think, especially because we had seen like the DC movies, I think it's fair to say, have been a little up and down. Mm, yeah, uh, that's fair. Even sometimes within the runtime of the movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so to be presented with something that has that much heart when they've been dark and a bit cold and a bit, you know, mm. was quite a surprise. It really was, yeah. Mm. But we also did get full trailers. Yeah. Now, uh, peeling back the curtain somewhat, folks, you may have uh, noticed, if you are a regular viewer, I haven't been here for four weeks. Recently. A bit busy. But, but yeah, I, I've recently become a father. Congrats. So thank you very much. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, so I haven't, really been keeping up with a lot of stuff because yeah. I've been ma making sure that, you know, my daughter's <laughs> bum is clean. Sustaining life. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Making sure that she isn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> all the all the big parenting things that you have yeah. to do. So I so I haven't seen mm. any of these trailers yet. Okay. I haven't seen the trailer for The Flash and I haven't seen the trailer for The Batman. Fantastic. Moreover, I also haven't seen anyone talk about them. So yeah. let's uh, let's watch the, the Flash first. Okay. So I'll be honest, that's the one I'm I'm most excited for. Interesting, because I'm most excited for the Batman, so we can really? do it oh, okay. in alternates. Because okay. I would say, much like the biscuits, we'll save Batman for last. <laughs> so, let's give a little trailer reaction to The Flash. Greetings, DC fandom and dumbers. Ezra Miller here, live from the set of The Flash. I could never pull that look off. We're very excited. I could try. I think you could. I could pull off the individual bits. Yeah. But then I think once it was, if it were all together, it would be yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, a denim jacket. Yeah. Sleeveless yeah. denim jacket, I could certainly see. I've got all the chest hair going on. Yeah. And I, I am uh, one for a particularly low cut top. But it's the, it's the Lennon sunglasses that I think would. Oh, you see, I was going to say it's the collar. That Interesting. I... Oh, I could pull off the collar. Yeah. Okay, okay right. Here we go. So it's like Wayne Manor, presumably. <laughs> Go wherever you want in the universe. Cobwebs. Yeah. I like those. Well, I don't so, like uh, sorry, this is him going back in time to save his mum, right? This is uh, Flashpoint. Yeah. Yes! Reverse, oh, I thought it was reverse flash for a second there. <laughs> it's just spray paint, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graffiti. <gasps> Here's my thing. Oh! That is, that's some Keaton Batman right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
very oh! small. I'm not giving you. We're going to give you just a little bit, oh! but not everything. Oh, what a tease. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely, lovely little tease at the end there. Uh, it's fine. Uh, okay, so yeah. I love Flashpoint. Interesting. It, it's one of my favorite comic book runs of all time. Walk me through it, because I don't know too much about so, it. Okay, so Flashpoint is essentially... Uh, so the Flash's mum died. You know, she, she was killed when because he was... Because it's the comics. Because it's the comics, yeah. killed as a kid, right? Yeah. So he finds out that he can, like, you know, alter time. Mm -hmm. Like, he can go wherever he wants. So he goes back and stops his mum from being killed. Interesting. In doing so, creates an alternate timeline. The butterfly effect. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in the comic book version, I don't know if they're going to go, like, completely down this route in this big screen version. Mm -hmm. But, like, in that new timeline, Bruce Wayne was killed. <gasps> But Thomas Wayne survived. So Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. Oh. And he is actually this more like, he's an angry, brutal Batman. Interesting. And it was this really like... Because rather than avenging his parents and making sure that crime doesn't happen, he's like, my son was taken from me. Yeah. I'm cross at that. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's all that kind of like cool stuff. Then there's also like uh, wars between um, the Atlanteans and the Amazonians. So they're like literally at war right. with one another. And like, mm -hmm. you know, the Justice League wasn't really formed because mm -hmm. there was no like, so he was like the sort of like linchpin of things. So he has to then try and like, you know, rearrange the timeline and make sure yeah. everything's fine. And like reverse flash is a big pivotal point of that as well. Interesting. So that was like, it's a really cool, because it's cool concept. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's I mean, that's like, I love that stuff, Days of Future Past. Yeah. You know, what we're sort of starting to see with the multiverse in, in the Marvel universe. Like, exactly. I love all of that kind of... There's a lot to play with narratively. Yeah. Creatively, that's very satisfying. So there have been, you know, people wondering, like, when we get to Batman uh -huh. in this, are we seeing Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne from the Tim Burton era? Interesting. Or... Older, or... Is Michael Caine playing... Okay, sorry. <laughs> Definitely not him, he's a player now. <laughs> no, he is. Was, uh, or is it uh, Michael Keaton as Thomas Wayne Batman? Are we going to get any... Because I saw there were a couple of different flashes there. Mm. Are we going to see any Batfleck? Oh, apparently, I think Batfleck's in it, yeah. That's I, so I think that's why, they, you know, they're in the, uh, the, the mansion at the start. Great. Um, I, I'm really excited by that. Uh -huh. I'm super, super stoked for And that, that means, to follow on from last week's episode, we might get more Benefer 2.0 on the red carpet. I did hear you know. talk about uh, Benefer. I'm very passionate about this. Oh, um, and I, that's about fixing timelines as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is actually going to, like, fix this world. Mm. That Maybe we can... in the film, Jennifer Lopez will come and save the oh, timelines. Oh, please, yes. I mean, we didn't see you didn't Barry see. Allen's mum. <laughs> don't. don't do, I would love that. I'd live. That'd be incredible. Turns around as Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be up out of my seat like it, I've just won the Champions League final. <laughs> this would be incredible. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to disappoint you. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think though. it is. So if you, I need you to get on the phone as soon as we wrap. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, tell them to make this happen. It did say in production. In production. That there, could be anybody. It could be at this point. There's still time. Jennifer Lopez <laughs> for Flash. <laughs> right, well, let's watch the Batman. Okay. Okay, here we go. So, instantly I love this visual. Yeah. This is gorgeous. That's very uh, Blade Runner. It is. And there's that famous painting that I love as well. Quite late for a coffee. No, it's America, isn't it? That's true. <gasps> it's Hello. A, it's a question mark. In I the wonder coffee. who that could be. <laughs> the painter. Gotcha. Fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky. Very, so very dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a warning. 
I do like that. It's not a signal, it's a warning. That's cool. Oh, hello. It's a good line, isn't it? Mm, very good line. So, vicious Batman mm. by the looks of things. Well, that's very, that's very Christian Bale, yeah. isn't it? Lovely bit of Nirvana. It's been to Hot Topic there. Good Batman fighting. Hello. <laughs> Who's that? Penguin. Is it Colin Farrell? <laughs> Bulletproof Batman. Give me a camp line. Oh, very oh, good. That's I a good line. That's a good line. Yep. Not as that's good as Batman as Michael Keaton, but as well. Very, very few are. Yeah. Lovely visuals. Oh, nice line for the Riddler. That was quite David Fincher, quite seven, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's very stylish. That's pretty cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's very cool. That's Ow. not that far away. That really isn't. Yeah. March next year. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Okay, let's break that down. Let's break that down. Yeah. Can I give you a few negatives first? Go, why, why not? There yeah. aren't enough of those in the world. No, and I, I appreciate that this is um, a very uh, silly thing and trite thing to say, considering that I'm really excited for the, I believe, 12th Spider-Man movie we've had in 10 <laughs> years. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I've seen that Batman movie before. Sure. Yes, I do see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It is. You watch that trilogy, like, mm. cool, it's Batman. And it is complicated because what with that, you know, standalone Joker movie, but we are pushing ahead with the DCEU wherein we're going to see absolutely Keaton, potentially Batfleck. Where does this live? Where does it yeah. stand? We have had Gritty. Yeah, it looks like Nolan's Batman. Yes, it does. You know, which granted we haven't had for a decade or so. Oh my God, has it been that long? Yeah, yeah you're right. Like the wow. last one was what, 2008? So we no, are well, like... No, it doesn't... About Dumb Man... Oh God, no, it's 2012. Dark Man Rising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a great day with my words today. No, you're right, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Because it was the same so year as The Avengers. Decade, yeah. yeah, so we're about a decade away. So like, you know, that's enough time has mm. passed. But we also sort of got dark and gritty Batman in the Snyder... In BBS Dodge. Yeah. yeah, so like, I, I have seen this Batman mm. before. That's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. With that said, looks very lovely. Stylish cinematography. Yeah. Um, I am excited that it is the Riddler. Yeah, I love the Riddler. And I, I, I always thought that the kind of the one I would want to play, if I could play a villain in mm -hmm. Batman, would be the Riddler. Because I like, I mean, I, I, for all of its faults, I, I loved Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. And I even like Batman and Robin. Like it's You're preaching to the choir. Oh, fantastic. We're on the same page. Like, Batman and Robin, yeah. you know, it, it's a comedy movie. Oh, it's, it's so silly. Its biggest problem is it's not funny. Right. And like that, that yeah. it, it's a comedy movie that fails at being a comedy movie, yeah. and that's what. But I think I it's agree. about time we start to celebrate that it's not a good it's, comedy yeah. movie. It tries. Oh, doesn't it just? It oh, tries. it swings for the fences. There are there are some nipples. 
Oh man, the back credit card. The back credit card. It's Love all that. The... And that was very of its era as well. But it... no, I'm, I'm a big fan of what Jim Carrey did with the Riddler. Obviously, this is a very different prospect. Yeah. But I like the character of the Riddler. I'm into it. So I'm excited yeah. to see, especially as I said, there was a, something vaguely sort of David Fincher, something kind of seven about what it was showing us. That yeah. whole, whole kind of, I'm going to lead you down a path. If Batman is already quite moody, is Riddler going to be able to like send him a bit off the deep end? Kind and of are Pat as... Fascinating. As, as Batman. I, How do you I, feel about that? Well, I've only interviewed our Pat's once. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I interviewed him for... God, I can't remember what film it was now, but it was like a very like low-budget indie movie. It was just mm. after he'd done the Twilight films, right? Interesting. So it was like one of the first films he'd done outside of the Twilight series. Yeah. So it was when he was like... I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with this that. This is why anymore. I find it so fascinating because okay. he did the big Twilight movies. He obviously did a Harry Potter, so he'd done the franchise thing, mm -hmm. and then spent the next ten, however long years, really just making the most insane stuff. Whether yeah. it's Good Time uh, with the Safety Brothers, whether it's The Lighthouse, like there's a lot of insane stuff that he's done that is low budget indie gonna just make the thing because I feel very passionately about exactly, establishing yeah. myself in that world. And now he's back in a major franchise in sort of the role. The, the, one of the most iconic roles, yeah. you know, like it's like Batman, James Bond, you yeah. know, and that sort of like level Even of... I, for, for me, I hope this isn't heresy, above Superman for me. Oh, 100%. Well, there you I, go. I go. would certainly say so. I mean, yeah. he's had... 50 movies uh, yeah. in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Um, so I, when I interviewed R. Pats mm. around that time, he was very like, so, you know, aloof in his chair. Yeah. If he could have been smoking, he would have done. <laughs> like, but, you know, hotels are banned for that sort of caper. True. And like, I, I had to do so much audio work on there because he was speaking so low, right. like, uh, you know, it's all the microphones and stuff. And so I look at that and I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, that is the moody, gloomy man that I once interviewed, mm. which is quite lovely for a Bruce Wayne, yeah. I guess, in a way. Like this version of Bruce Wayne, which is more like the sort of dour. Um, he just looks upset at everything. It's not like the, it's not playboy Bruce Wayne that mm. we have had in previous times. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I, it's almost like we had playboy Bruce Wayne with a bit of a playboy Batman. Mm in the original series. We had Nolan series where you had Playboy Bruce Wayne with the sort of angry, gruff Batman. By the way, thrilled he's not doing a voice. Yeah, oh, d oh tell me about that it. That was my biggest block with the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah. And I had to fight that corner. For, I, that, I, that was my opinion when it was an unpopular opinion to have. Um, I got so much hate online. Right. And, and amongst my friends as yeah. well. Um, like when I was on, just silly. When I, was on I said the same thing when I was on message boards. You know, there's that bit in, I think it's in um, The Dark Knight mm -hmm. when um, someone is like, I think someone dresses up as Scarecrow or something and is, right. and is trying to like, I can't quite remember the start of the movie. I haven't seen it in quite a while. Mm -hmm. But like he beats up this guy and he's like, what's the difference between you and me? And Batman says the line, I don't wear hockey pants. Yeah. It's a punchline thing. But he has to do it in that voice. So he goes like, "Bring me hockey pants." My big one was always when sorry, he goes, sorry, one, more, one more time, one more time. <laughs> what was the difference between you and me? My favorite is when he he goes, "Where's the detonator?" <laughs> I'm like, "Come on!" But that was the thing. And now maybe we get. I do feel bad for Batfleck because he never really had a chance to establish a run. He didn't know. But with this one, it's like, are we going to get Moody Thomas? Not Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Moody Bruce Wayne and Moody Batman. 
interesting little parallels for yeah. some film student to draw, should they wish to. <laughs> of those two trailers, The Flash is the one that excited me the most. Yes, which I, is I saw that. Yeah. Which is interesting, because I did not like Esmeralda as The mm. Flash in, in Batman v Superman and in Justice League. Because there was a little, I think, I mean, the, the problem with Justice League was dissonance. And I think it is good to have seen Zack Snyder's Justice League to understand really what they were going for, to yeah. see the, because there was something about him, it was my introduction to Blackpink, Blackpink, the K-pop band, because right, okay. he was watching a Blackpink video. Mm -hmm. To have all of that like very serious, very like weighty stuff, and then walk in, and then Ezra Miller's doing Ezra Miller's thing, it was very different and very. It was like, oh, I can't really connect with you. Yeah. So it is a surprise then to see this, knowing there's the series of the Flash as well. DC is very complicated. Mm -hmm. But and I, I've learned not to get too carried away from first looks and trailers and things like that because you can be let down. But like we said earlier on, there's a lot narratively in that that mm -hmm. is very setting my mind going. I'm curious. I'm interested. But you know what those films are for the future us mm. to discuss? Let's talk about the past. You want no, to, no I want to talk about the present. I want to uh, about films that are out like this coming weekend. We can do that. Yeah. Which includes a couple of uh, limited runs mm -hmm. uh, because there's one big movie that we'll get to in just a moment. But, and I know everyone wants to talk about that movie. Yeah. I want to talk about Boss Baby 2. Oh, we can do that if you like. Because, I don't know if you know this about me, I loved Boss Baby. Did you really? Genuinely. Un unironic that. Unironically, I thought it was a masterpiece. Phenomenal. It was so good. Yeah. I cried so much. <laughs> emotionally? <laughs> emotionally. 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 I got so well. Like my wife looked at me while we watched it and I was like, I was in floods of tears because I was so emotionally invested in this relationship between these these two characters. I was genuinely like bawling my eyes out. I love that. It's 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 amazing. And it's also a genius idea because some people are like, that's oh, very silly. This and it's like, no, it's all in his head. Right. The whole thing is that he's got this overactive imagination. So yeah. he like when he goes to this like pet store, it's this mad world of mm -hmm. pet stores. Like, because as a child, that's what he that's imagines. How you knew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a wonderful masterpiece movie. And I, I know I love that. I don't yeah. know why I love that. <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of what film and being a film fan is all about it's, it's sort of like what I, I went and saw a movie and I sat there and it hadn't started yet and I was just like looking around the room and I was like it was this was one of the first movies back with with an audience and I was like this could be someone's favorite movie mm. of all time and, oh. I, and we're experiencing that together and I think that's magic oh. so I think if you can go into a movie and have that kind of emotional response that's sick I love that it was so, so now when they like it's become a bit of a punchline for people like boss <laughs> baby and stuff. But I'm like, no, screw you! It's actually real good. Just give it a try. You've modelled your look on boss baby as well. Really. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Poor genetics uh, that I have now passed on to another generation. Um, well, uh, but, you know. is that also a reason? Are you now going to like, try and channel boss baby onto your oh, your man, own? That's baby? actually a really good idea. Yeah. I'm not sure if I can watch it with my own baby though, because I'll just cry. <laughs> Traumatize your child with boss baby. I'm into it. <laughs> my, looking back in my dad, oh, <laughs> just loves his little brother so much. <laughs> so anyway, the sequel's out, um, and I, I, I can't wait to see where Make they sure go. Make sure you next. hydrate before you go and see it. <laughs> and like, it says a lot about me that I'm so more interested in that than I am Dune. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm done. I'm out. What a lovely show we've had. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Dune in a second. Oh god, I will dare you to see Dune. 
But if it happens to clash with Boss Baby 2, yeah, if, great. if they're on at the same time yeah. and I've got one option, oh, I'm seeing that Listen, sequel. It's important to have priorities in life, and I'm thrilled that you know yours. <laughs> Well, we've also got a couple of limited uh, release mm -hmm. movies, including Dear Evan Hansen mm -hmm. and The French Dispatch. Yes. I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson fan right. in the world, um, as you can tell by my uh, film taste you, currently. You, you are one who does not go in for whimsy. Oh, yeah. It's a, a bit too whimsical for my yeah. taste. Boss Baby, perfect. No problem oh, with that. Wonderful. Wes Anderson. That's a step too far. It's, it's a bit too. Yeah, it's, a bit, it's a bit much for me. Gotcha. But I do appreciate that people really love Wes Anderson. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I do the show with Ollie Davis. He loves he? loves right. a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, so I'm sure that he's going to be thrilled mm -hmm. to see that. But you also are a big fan of your, your musicals. Yes, I am a big fan of musicals, and I also have seen The French Dispatch, so I can talk oh. at length on both of both of these things. Oh, excellent! You have okay. So, is the fresh? What did you make of it? I thought it well. It is incredibly Wes Anderson. Mm -hmm. I think the thing with Wes Anderson is you expect beautiful cinematography and production design as absolute standard. You know, that's almost like if it doesn't have those things, then it's not. If it, rather, if it does have those things, that's like the same as another film just starting. Like that's, you don't get points for that because you're Wes Anderson, you've established that at this point. The rest of the movie is, I, I love the style of it being like, it's an anthology. So there's like essentially three or four little stories mm -hmm. within it, which I think is a really inventive and smart narrative choice. And in particular, I want to give a big shout out to the first sort of story within that anthology, which is Benicio Del Toro and Tilda Swinton and Leia Seydoux. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think if you're a fan of Wes Anderson, you're going to get a real kick out of this one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And Dear Evan Hansen? Is also out this week. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought you said you had seen it. My apologies. No, but I do know musicals. Yeah. So I do, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Darren Hansen, because it's the same guys who uh, did the music for The Greatest Showman and La La Land. So two Massive. Of the biggest movies from the past couple of years. Um, biggest musicals, really, of all time, in many ways. Um, and what surprised a lot of people about The Greatest Showman is just how cult it became. It became this huge, huge thing um, and, and, and found an audience. And they made it live not just for its run, but in the charts. It was number one for however... It was like for like a year and like, a half or something. It's also a film that had a run, mm -hmm. didn't perform particularly well, yeah. then found its following and then got another run. Wind. It got a second wind. Back, yeah. Like cinemas like brought it back. Mm. And I think the reason is because Pasek and Paul, who are the, the duo behind this music, find a way to create earworms, songs that do get stuck in your head. I've already got This Is The Greatest Show running through my head. Just, on, go, just, just on my mention yeah. of it. Yeah. And, 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 and I have two or, two or three of the others from that because they are that kind of earworm. And that's the, the best thing about a musical is if you can remember a, like a lick or something like that after you leave. I saw Annette. Mm -hmm. um, and he I was on, on the podcast last week. Yes, big fan of Annette. Wasn't when I first started watching it. And then when I left and I was, I was thinking about the film, I realised I had this sort of refrain of we love each other so much in my head. And mm. I was like, oh, that's a sign of a good musical because they've made it work in some way. And it's the same thing with Pasek and Paul. They know how to do that. They know how to make songs that people will remember. And they also know how to infuse that with that kind of sort of uplifting, meaningful, every man kind of lyric kind of message. And that's why Dear Evan Hansen has been as successful of a show as it has and why now the movie. Yeah is being released. So. So, there, so there's some options for you. Mm. And if you if you don't want to go see Boss Baby 2. Which that's on you. That is stage. all on you. I suppose you could go and see Dune. If you have to see Dune. Yeah. You could see Dune. You could see Dune. 
which you have seen. I have seen. You've talked about almost at length on this show oh, yeah. in, in your time. Uh, well, um... the thing is, I've been trying to not boost expectation. I've been trying to not overdo it and not give too much away because I know for some people it's important to go in sort of a little bit cold. Yeah. I have friends, I don't know if you're like this, who will hide from trailers. Oh, I've stopped watching trailers for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, because you just don't want, you don't just want to go in? Don't need them. Gotcha. My, my ticket's already bought, so yes. I'm already going. Good. I haven't seen that, so I can't spoil anything <laughs> for you. However, um, with Dune, that's why I've been a little bit reticent to really go into it. But now that it's released, now that it's here, uh, get in the comments. Let's have a, let's have a chat because it is it is massive, huge franchise. The style of it, the high sci-fi elements of it, the cinematography, the storytelling, the the performances from everyone involved, the visuals are gorgeous. It's just everything that it's living up to me, and I'm thrilled that the the reviews are coming out and sort of you know adding credence to what I've been saying. Yeah, seek out a big bright screen. Oh yeah, and experience it as as full on as you can. And I'm not just saying that because it's it's the kind of film that deserves that because it has been designed for that. And if you do go see it on those huge screens mm -hmm. like um, uh, 3D, yep. you can go see there's an all in 4DX. Yep. You can go see this in. If you go and see those on the 21st and the 28th of October, you can get and I love this an exclusive poster. Yeah. Now speaking of the Dark Knight, mm -hmm. when I went to go see the Dark Knight, because yes. I'd pre-booked my tickets for it, and I went like opening day, way back go, in the day, way back in the day to go see it like right. on opening day. I got a free poster. It yeah. was great. And it was, and it was on my wall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is cool. And that's what you could get. Yeah. Go and get your exclusive poster for June. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's kind of special. Like the Dark Knight felt like a special thing that yeah. was coming out at the time. And this feels like that too. This is a special uh, cinema moment. So be a part of it and take home a little poster and it can be on your wall and you'll remember it. And you can also enter into... Competition time! Oh, come on. Because if you book your ticket to see June, you will get a chance to win a trip to Asia. Asiano. Thank you very much. Asiano a Tuscany. I don't know if that said Tuscany, right? I've definitely said Asiano, right? Link in the video description down below to get all of the details for that. But hey, like posters. Yeah. Trips to other countries. What more can you want? There's other films that you can check out, including Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Halloween Kills, Ron's Gone Wrong, The Last Duel, Adam's Family 2, and No Time to Die. It's a stacked roster at it the moment, isn't really it? really is. Yeah. It's a big week. Yeah. Big week. What is your pick of the week? It's got to be June. It has to be June. Yeah. Because of everything that I've said. It is, it is just a moment. Yeah. Be the moment. For all of my, you know, saying boss baby in that, and I do genuinely, I can't take I, it back now. I don't walk it back. Oh no, I'm not walking it back. 100%, I'm still going to see it. But my pick of the week is June. Hey, but you can also pre book your tickets right now. Right now? Right now. Oh. Four. The Eternals, the next entry in the MCU. The like the reviews, early reviews have come out for it now because there were some press screenings with some very naughty people yes. posting spoilers. This is why I'm I'm hiding from Eternal stuff 100%. from now until November 5th. Muted it on Twitter. Yes, nope, don't want any part of knowing what's gonna happen. I managed to avoid it. Be better. I've all, I also managed to avoid Great. it as well. Okay, someone spoiled, someone spoilt one of the big emotional high points of Ghostbusters Afterlife for me. Oh. I was furious don't do that don't be that person don't be that person but no. do but do pre-book your tickets for the eternal be that person be that person because the reviews for it are like mm. mega it's exciting yeah 
It's like, exciting. There's, there's, the cast is incredible. The stuff that we... It's Chloe Zhao. I'm so excited to see Marvel give this kind of filmmaker a chance. Yeah, right. To make something really interesting. Yeah. And not just give her the chance, but let her take the reins. She was like, we're shooting this in camera. It's going to be all on location. You've got to make this happen. Yeah, you're not. And they went, yay. And it's on. just, it's lovely to see them give Louise Redknapp another chance. Listen, I've been wanting her to be back in the band for the longest time. Just, you know, it's about, to, I'm, I'm glad that it's happened. Yeah. Glad it's Someday. Happened. And it's gotten great reviews for it as well. And I don't want to be the only one at the screening of Eternals, so you better book your tickets <laughs> below. That's going to play so well to the American viewers. My life <laughs> has really been leading to this moment. <laughs> and you know, we were talking about posters before. Oh, there's more posters to be had. Oh, come on. Come on. There's only so much wall space, Luke. Exclusive poster. If you go and see this film between the 5th and the 7th of November, yep. exclusive poster, Lovely poster is yours. Put it in a frame. Don't put it on just some blue tack on the wall, right? I Because I think film posters mm. are beautiful things to own. But we've got a very, very special offer to take you through now. This is huge. Because, I mean, I'm an unlimited card holder. As am I. You are. How in- long have you had yours? Oh, I was like... I'm an early adopter yeah. of the, on the unlimited card. I'm coming up to my decade. Are you really? Straight up. It's brilliant. Because yeah. I get to go to the film, I get to the cinema, a Lots lot. Films. And it's basically free. Yeah, you discounts on the, on the food and Oh, drink. wonderful stuff. Yeah. Every time you get that little upgrade. Oh. oh, sweetness. Yeah. So, not only do you get to go to the cinema, unlimited. Mm-hmm. You have any time you want, and the amount of times you want to go there. Unlimited screenings. Oh, the unlimited screenings yeah. is an amazing perk. But now there's an even bigger perk. I'm going to give you one it. more perk. Hit me with it right now. If you are a unlimited card holder right now, or you become one, you also get a taste card. A taste card. Now, I know what you're thinking. The Heckins is a taste card. Mm. How does, how does two-for-one dining sound? Oh. How does 10% off home deliveries sound? Stop. How does 50% off Pizza Hut and Domino's. I changed my mind. Keep going. Order sound. Yeah. How does up to ten percent off theme park attraction sound? Oh, I'd I'd have that personally. Well, you get to have it. Great. Because you're an limited card holder. As am I. As are you. Or if you're not, click the link in the video description Join down below us. and become one of them. We've also got some special screenings coming up at Cineworld Cinemas, including re-releases of Hocus Pocus on the 26th of October, Blade, a 4K restoration on October 30th, the 20th anniversary screening of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone shown between the 29th and 31st of October, and the 25th anniversary screening. Well, you might be screaming. You, oh, you will be. Yeah. Because it's screen. Yeah. Of those four. Yeah. I mean, three of them are desperately wanting. I know you're going to do the Harry Potter one. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm stressed that it's 20 years since it came out, but you know, you got to. It's just not. It's lovely. It's charming. It's wonderful. Yep. You know, I want to be there for that. But I also, I want to see them all, all four. Oh, I'm yeah. not even just saying that. No, no, no. Say, so, I was Scream. Yeah. So I've actually never seen Scream on the big screen. Well, how old are you? I, I'm. I'm. I turned 36 this year. Oh, so we're not that far in age. Yeah. So, like, I wasn't of the age to see Scream in the cinema. No, I saw it on VHS tape. Yeah. Rented from the video store. That's the one. Also, Blade, I wasn't really au fait then no. either. And Hocus Pocus, I think I was maybe a small, tiny, tiny little, little babby. Yeah. So, so, what an opportunity to see these movies as they were designed to be seen. Amazing. And also, Blade, yeah. lest we forget, the first good Marvel movie. Look at that. 
the, the, that Howard Howard the duck Howard the duck notwithstanding yeah. is legit that is the best oh, come on you I love your like Hall of Fame it, it's actually is the reason why he had to sell Pixar um like it's a fun fun story we'll talk anyway, about that, we'll talk about that. <laughs> click the links in the video description down below to uh, get your tickets to go see any of those special screenings and of course event cinema is here the Rocky Horror Show live 2021 on the 28th of October and Dan, I can't. It's finally here. No. It's actually. I don't believe you. We have been talking about this for months now. I've been waiting. The 27th of October. Cliff Richard, the great 80 tour live. Congratulations and celebrations. It's finally here. Is it jubilation? As of next week, we won't mention this again. That's a lie. No, I think <laughs> we've established this now as a trope. I want Cliff to be on the show. You want to have Cliff Richard come on to What's Why On at Cinema Cinemas? What would that be like? Ask yourself that. What would it be uh, like? That's, my, that's, my, that's my, my line about all film and theatre. When you're beginning to make something, you have to ask yourself, what might that look like mm -hmm. if I follow this particular narrative path? So the question for you, what would it look like if Cliff Richard were on What's On Cinema World? And are I we still in podcast mode now? We are still in podcast mode. Great. Just, I, there's a moment I didn't realise whether or not we were just beating people. <laughs> I was like, which one do I have to be? Go. Okay, good. What you love? Uh, what I love about doing this show yeah. is that um, Ollie and I will often talk about comic book movies and stuff. Yeah. Ollie and I have done like comic book movie podcasts now for over a decade, I think, we've done podcasts together. Um, and every single time that we've done one, we always manage to get something slightly wrong. Great. Well, I had this a lot last week, didn't we? With Adam Strange, Adam Warlock. Yes. Exactly, yeah. and you know, because then you sort of like you talk about a character that you think you know pretty much a mm. lot of, and there will always be someone who is either a smarter, yeah, b actually knows, or c has been on the Wikipedia page to <laughs> find something that you have said wrong. Like, do you see TV? Points out because you guys weren't sure about the Adam Warlock situation. Um, he wasn't sure. <laughs> I knew nothing, and I was upfront about that from the beginning. <laughs> uh, do you see TV? Said Warlock is a good guy. He has, an he has an evil alter ego, but it ain't Adam. He is part of the Infinity Watch with Gamora, Nebula, Moondragon, and I cannot wait. Yeah, this was the thing, the Infinity Watch, because I'm curious about whether the Infinity Stones, the Infinity Gauntlet, all of that stuff will... Because they were quite clearly destroyed, but there's a way to include them again. Like, well, is I there going to be something? I don't think Adam Warlock is going to be involved in Infinity stuff. Right. I, I think, you know, in the comics, he was there to be sort of like, you know, when you actually read the Infinity Gauntlet mm -hmm. story, like the actual sort of like MCU heroes of the sort of Marvel group, they're barely in it. Really, right. Because like they all get they murderized by Thanos. And then it is about <laughs> like the Infinity Watch. It's like Adam Warlock and, and pals and all that. Um, so I don't think it's going to be, I think this is just, he has been created by... Elizabeth, is Elizabeth Dubecky? Elizabeth Debicki, yeah. Debicki. I always said Dubecky. Um, I haven't asked her. Maybe I should. Do you know what? Um, so, uh, Frasier, the TV show. Love, huge fan. I love it. Yeah. BB Newworth, oh, uh, yeah. who plays Lilith. Yeah. yeah. I, for years, thought her name was um, uh, Bebe Newworth. Bebe. I thought it was. Bebe. <laughs> Shit's Creek style. I thought it was, her name was BB. Yeah. It would be 
B dot B dot. <laughs> like BB King. Yeah, like yeah, BB yeah, King. Yeah, yeah. So I my I was having a chat with my wife about like the brilliance of uh, Frasier. <laughs> and I said I said, Oh, and I love the performance of Bebe Nua. <laughs> Did you say with such confidence? confidence and like, then did your was your wife just did, was there a falter? Did she just go like, yeah, who? Like, <laughs> and she went, do you mean BB knew words? I, I that that is a good human because I wouldn't have corrected you. I would have just enjoyed that moment for myself and seen how long I could stretch it. Anytime she appears in anything, Bebe knew words. So my wife goes like, oh look, it's Bebe knew It's Bebe. It's Bebe knew I love. I mean, she's great. I wish she was in a Marvel film. Oh, about time. Yeah. Long over anyway, so, yeah, I, I think the Adam Warlock it will have just been created by uh, Bebe Newworth. Yes. And just like. <laughs> and not Elizabeth Drubecki. <laughs> Bebe Newworth. And not involved in Infinity Stones or Infinity Gauntlets or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I guess that's finished. It would, it would be weird to go back. So, like, the, the thing about Marvel, I sort of said this last week, is that they kind of do. They take the inspiration, they take the character, exactly. and then they do their own thing. Civil War yeah. is not the same as the comic book version exactly. of Civil War. Yeah. In the same way that I don't think, you know, they didn't exactly do Demon in the Bottle the same way that uh, the comic books did with Iron Man 2. So right. You, you kind of just sort of take inspiration from certain yeah. things. Um, uh, and Maloney Baloney adds, uh, Adam Warlock is part of Guardians of the Galaxy after the Infinity War. Will oh. Poulter looks good for Adam. Will Poulter looks great. Have you yeah. seen that picture of him recently oh, yeah. with the like wavy hair? Yeah. I mean. That was so when he was first cast, yeah. everyone was like, What? The kid from We're the Millers? That's because they used the picture of him from We're the Millers. Like yeah. it was like, guys, <laughs> don't like don't do that. <laughs> and then like this other this brand new photo of him came out and I was like, Oh, oh. right, yeah, yeah. Adam Warlock, yeah. more like Yes, please. I didn't have I started that without an end. <laughs> and I, I I was I was I had my comeuppance. Uh, and lastly, Batman Billy says, it will be awesome. When it comes to Guns of Galaxy, they seem to know what they're doing. It's James Gunn. I think James Gunn really, and that's why they fought so passionately to get him back on the project. Yeah. Because he not just understands the, the film and understands how to make a Marvel movie, he understands these characters and he understands why this particular group works. He understood why you know, casting Karen Gillan as Nebula or Chris Pratt, who we all knew from Parks and Rec as Star-Lord or Dave Bautista as Drax. Like it's, he took a punt because he trusted and he knew. And I think it's it's kind of in game, in, in games, John, in James Gunn, we trust mm, yeah. when it comes to Guardians. I also think as well um, that he was quite aware that no one knows who these people are. Right. Like, you know, when, it, when you know, that film got announced and there were some people who'd be like, oh yeah, no, I know Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. You didn't. Yeah. No, you it sounded didn't. like a property that should not have flown. No, you didn't. They had like five comics yeah. in like the 70s. No, you didn't. Yeah. People, oh, yeah, I used to read it as a kid. No, you no, didn't. You didn't. You did. That's a lie. Yeah. You're, You're a big fibber. You're a big fibber. At least when I knew, I saw Thanos, I was like, well, that's Thanos. Did you actually know? I did know. I didn't have a clue. Yeah. yeah. I, I did know it was Thanos, but I didn't know like a huge amount of Thanos. I just knew that that was, it was. Thanos. Yeah. yeah. I went to the press screening of the Avengers. Oh, stop. I did. How thrilling. The Avengers was the day I handed in my dissertation. Was it really? Yeah, so it was a trip. I handed in my dissertation and we had the tickets for the Avengers that night. I was working for a, a golf company at the time. Brilliant. Um, uh, a golf company or yeah. a golf company? Golf. Different. Golf. Yeah, right, yeah. Gotcha. Swing, swinging golf. Not, you know. Not the, in the Not, in the, not the Emirati. Okay, no, gotcha. and, and I, had, I, I had the afternoon booked off from work and uh -huh. they wouldn't give me the full day. 
So I worked like through my half day and stuff, then got the train from Windsor uh, into London. Lovely. Oh, what a thrilling, it was such an exciting day. I was basically yeah. like, I was early days Twitter as well, like I wasn't on Twitter much. And I was like counting down the hours till, oh like, I, till the Avengers started. My friend texted me being like, shut up on Twitter <laughs> it's actually quite annoying Did, but like what's so interesting is that we thought the Avengers was it was like how do you top that yeah do you know what I mean it really was how do you top I mean we've, you've got them all together like that's it that's it and then every subsequent time to the point of Endgame we're like well how do you top that and, and they yeah. find a way and the, the most frustrating thing for me was that it was two weeks before the film came out oh, so you couldn't really even talk, talk about, about it to anyone nightmare I was so desperate to talk to my friends about yeah. it and tell them how much I, I loved it in this and the other and I couldn't do it I'm yet. thrilled that the film festival the London Film Festival just finished last week a lot of the movies are coming out in the next couple of weeks so I don't have to wait that long it's when it's when a movie comes out and you see it and it doesn't then come out into cinemas for like three or four months and yeah. it's like I need to talk to someone uh, but I think we'll, go, we'll draw it to a close there. Dan, thank you uh, once again. An absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, I'm sure this will not be your last appearance on uh, the Cine World. Better not be, because I've been <laughs> collecting a dossier on all of you. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Please do like and subscribe uh, wherever you are currently listening to this from. Uh, get in your comments on uh, this week's YouTube video. We'll read them out on next week's podcast. I've been Luke Cohen. I've been Dan Layton. And that is What's On.